Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Remember by Abraham Goldhar and today Moserkas Ksubes Daf Nindal. The end of the fourth parak. Narshin Ispasasa in the beginning of the fifth parak. Afal P. The Zichud Moserkas Ksubes program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hakazachas Atoyer. So the few jobs we're going to focus on. Number one, it was stated Almana Rav Amr Shamin Mashalel with regard to the Ksuba of an Almana. Rav said we evaluate the clothing on her and deducted from the Ksuba payment. The Mephoshim explained that the husband gave her the clothing on the assumption that she would stay with him. By claiming her ksuba, she's indicating she's ready to look for another husband, in effect, leaving him. Shmuel says, We do not evaluate the clothing on her and deduct it from the ksuba payment. He holds that he gave it to her unconditionally, and therefore, even when she seeks a new husband, she may keep it. said, And the reverse applies in the case of a field hand. A field hand is one who lives in his employer's home and doesn't receive a wage. In this case, he gave him clothes, and when he leaves, his employer works out compensation for him. Rob Holtzi does not deduct the value of the clothing because here, the employer understood that the field hand was not going to stay with him indefinitely. Shmuel holds that here, the employer does deduct the value of the clothing from the wages, since the employer was not hired to provide clothing. In the case of marriage, the husband is hired to provide clothing, and that's why their value cannot be deducted from the Ksuba payment. Rav Kahana taught that their positions are the opposite. Point number two, the opening mission of the fifth parak states, Even though they said, Abbasul collects 200 zuz, and Almana collects a mana, if he wishes to add to the Ksuba, even 100 mana he may add. The one asks why the mission must teach this, since this is obvious, and the answer is, you might have thought, that the Rabbanan instituted a fixed amount for all ksubas, so as not to embarrass one who does not have the ability to add on to the ksuba. Therefore, the Tana is teaching that one may increase the amount. And pointing with you, the Gemara notes that the Mishnah does not say Ratzalichtov if he wishes to write for her, but rather Ratzalahosif if he wishes to add. Rashi explains that wishes to write for her means that he wants to give the extra amount as a gift, unrelated to the Ksuba. Since the Mishnah wrote he wishes to add, this implies that he intends to add it onto the amount instituted by the Rabbanan and considers it part of the Ksuba. This supports the ruling of Rabbi Ivo in the name of Rabbi Yanai that Tanai Ksuba Ksuba Dami. A Tanai in the Ksuba is like the Ksuba itself. This ruling has 14 nafkaminas, the first two being lumocheres or lumocheles, to a woman who sells or waves her ksuba. Rush explains that the sale or waving is not just in terms of the basic obligations of the one or two hundred zuz, rather refers to the entire ksuba. The third nafkamina is lumoretes, to a rebellious woman. Rush explains that in a case when a wife refuses to have relations with her husband, Basin reduces her ksuba a certain amount each week. Since the Tanai Ksuba are considered the Ksuba, the reduction continues until these additional amounts are depleted. Eleven more nafkaminas are listed. So once again, the three points are number one. It was stated, Almana, Rav Amr, Shamin Masha'alewa. With regard to the Ksuba of an Almana, Rav said we evaluate the clothing on her and deduct it from the Ksuba payment. The Mephoshim explained that the husband gave her the clothing on the assumption that she would stay with him. By claiming her Ksuba, she's indicating she's ready to look for another husband, in effect leaving him. Shmuel says, We do not evaluate the clothing on her and deduct it from the Ksuba payment. He holds that he gave it to her unconditionally, and therefore, even when she seeks a new husband, she may keep it. And the reverse applies in the case of a field hand. A field hand is one who lives in his employer's home and doesn't receive a wage. In this case, he gave him clothes, and when he leaves, his employer works out compensation for him. Rob Holtzi does not deduct the value of the clothing because here, the employer understood that the field hand was not going to stay with him indefinitely. Shmuel holds that here, the employer does deduct the value of the clothing from the wages, since the employer was not hired to provide clothing. 
In the case of marriage, the husband is hired to provide clothing, and that's why their value cannot be deducted from the Ksuba payment. Rav Kahana taught that their positions are the opposite. Point number two, the opening mission of the fifth parak states, Even though they said, Abbasul collects 200 zuz, and Almana collects a mana, if he wishes to add to the Ksuba, even 100 mana he may add. The one asks why the mission must teach us, since this is obvious, and answers, you might have thought, that the Rabbanan instituted a fixed amount for all ksubas, so as not to embarrass one who does not have the ability to add on to the ksuba. Therefore, the Tana is teaching that one may increase the amount. And pointing with you, the Gemara notes that the Mishnah does not say Ratzalichtov, if he wishes to write for her, but rather Ratzalahosif, if he wishes to add. Rashi explains that wishes to write for her means that he wants to give the extra amount as a gift, unrelated to the Ksuba. Since the Mishnah wrote he wishes to add, this implies that he intends to add it onto the amount instituted by the Rabbanan and considers it part of the Ksuba. This supports the ruling of Rabbi Ivo in the name of Rabbi Yanai that Tanai Ksuba Ksuba Dami, a Tanai in the Ksuba is like the Ksuba itself. This ruling has 14 nafkaminas, the first two being lomocheres or lomocheles, to a woman who sells or waves her ksuba. Rush explains that the sale or waving is not just in terms of the basic obligations of the one or two hundred zuz, rather refers to the entire ksuba. The third nafkamina is lomoretes, to a rebellious woman. Rush explains that in a case when a wife refuses to have relations with her husband, Basin reduces her ksuba a certain amount each week. Since the Tanai Ksuba are considered the Ksuba, the reduction continues until these additional amounts are depleted. Eleven more nafkaminas are listed. All right, so now we go to our Simon Daf Nundalit, and our standard Simon is noodles. Noodles, and we often use a pasta chef in the Simon. So here goes. The pasta chef's almana had her clothing with the noodle patterns on them, deducted from her Ksuba, which had been extremely high because he added 100 mana on it before she depleted most of it as a moretus, since the rule is, Tanai Ksuba, Ksuba Dami. So once again, in slow motion. The pasta chef's amana had her clothing with the noodle patterns on them. Pasta chef, noodle patterns? That must be more on Duff. Nandalit. The pasta chef's amana had her clothing with the noodle patterns on them, deducted from her Ksuba, which reminds us, as Malchokas Rabbin whether an amana's clothing is deducted from her Ksuba, and whether the same is done for the clothing of a lakid, a field hand. So if the pasta chef's almana had her clothing with the noodle patterns on them, deducted from her ksuba, which had been extremely high, because he had added 100 man on it, which reminds us, the opening mission of the fifth barrack states, Even though they said a basul collects 200 zuz, and an almana collects a mana, if he wishes to add to the ksuba even 100 mana, he may add. The Gemara asks why the Mishnah must teach this, since this is obvious, and answers, you might have thought Kitsutsa of the Rabban that the Rabban instituted a fixed amount for all ksuba so as not to embarrass one who does not have the ability to add on to the ksuba. Therefore, the Tana is teaching that one may increase the amount. So, the pasta chef's almana had her clothing with the noodle patterns on them, deducted from her ksuba, which had been extremely high, because he had added 100 mana on it, before she depleted most of it as a moretus, since the rule is, Tanai ksuba kaksuba dami, which reminds us, Rabbi Yavu said in the name of Rabbi Yonai that, Tanai ksuba kaksuba dami, a Tanai in the ksuba is like the ksuba itself. This ring has 14 nafkaminas, one of them being Lagabe Amoretas, a rebellious woman. Rush explains that in a case when a wife refuses to have relations with her husband, Basin reduces her ksuba a certain amount each week. Since the Tanai ksuba are considered the ksuba, the reduction continues until these additional amounts are depleted. So once again, 
The pasta chef saw Mana had her clothing with the noodle patterns on them, deducted from her exuba, which had been extremely high because he had added 100 Mana on it, before she depleted most of it as a moretus, since the rule is, Tanai Xuba Kuxuba Dami. Alright, so now we go to our four block back Chazara. Daf Nun, so the simmer Daf Nun is a nincompoop. So here goes. The moneyless nincompoop, nincompoop, that must be more in Daf Nun. The moneyless nincompoop, who couldn't figure out why his first tithe didn't equal his second tithe, nor his tenth tithe, which reminds us, Rabbi La said, In Usha, the Chamim enacted, the one who gives generously to a tzedakah should not give more generously than a fifth. Rashi explains that he should not give more than a fifth, so that he should not come himself to need others. The Pasuk states that Yaakov Avinu said, And all that you will give me tithe, and I shall tithe it to you. Rashi explains that the two mentions of tithes implies one-fifth. So the moneyless nincompoop who couldn't figure out why his first tithe didn't equal his second tithe, nor his tenth tithe, tried to hire a five-year-old weak but learned child to explain it to him, which reminds us we have a question whether teaching Torah to a child less than six years old will weaken him and be harmful to his health, or it will develop him and put him ahead of his peers. So the moneyless nincompoop who couldn't figure out why his first tithe didn't equal his second tithe, nor his Tenth tithe, try to hire a five-year-old weak but learned child to explain it to him. But he was busy telling his older sister that just as he collects ksubas benin dechrin only from land, so too she is sustained from their father's property, which is land. Which reminds us, Rabbi Hamnuna said, just as sons inherit only from real property, referring to karka, so too the daughters are only sustained from real property. The Gemara clarifies that he was referring to the sons inheriting the ksubas benin dechrin. Dafnan off, so the simmer Dafnan off is beaver or beaver pelt hats. So here goes. The beaver pelt hat salesman, beaver pelts, that must be more a Daf Nanalaf, naw. The beaver pelt hat salesman, who didn't write Exuba for his wife, but still owed her 200 zuz, which reminds us, the next mission states that in a case where the chasen didn't write Exuba, a basul collects 200 and an almana amana because it's a tanai, a basin. So the beaver pelt hat salesman, who didn't write Exuba for his wife, but still owed 200 zuz built a big dam to block men from violating her, so she would not come to act willingly. Which reminds us, it's a malchokas if a wife of a Yisrael is violated, whether she becomes forbidden to her husband. Avuya de Shmuel, Shmuel's father, says that since the end of the act could have been done by Ratzon willingly, she's forbidden. And Rava says that even if the end of the act was done by Ratzon, we would say that the Yetzer overcame her. So the beaver pelt hat salesman, who didn't write exuba for his wife, but still owed 200 zuz, built a big dam to block men from violating her, so she would not come to act willingly, but didn't anticipate Ben Beaver, the king of the Beaver Bell community, capturing her, whom she might hope to marry. Which reminds us, it was time to brace the Shvuyin Malchus Harin Kishvuyin, Gunvelistos Enukishvuyin. Captives in the monarchy, which Rashi explains are women taken to be concubines, are like ordinary captive women and may return to their husbands. But women captured by bandits are not like ordinary captives and become forbidden to their husbands. The Gemara says that another Brisa taught the opposite and then seeks to reconcile them. The first Brisa is referring to a Malchus like Hachashverosh, where the women know that they will not become his wife and therefore they act under duress. The other Malchus is like Benetz, who Rush explains captured several cities and ruled over them like a king. Here the captive woman might think she'll marry the ruler and act willingly, thereby becoming prohibited to her husband. Dafnun base of the Simmer Dafnun base is a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. The newbie to Yiddishkeit, newbie to Yiddishkeit, that must be one Daf Nun base. The newbie to Yiddishkeit laughed when he received a ransom note for ten times his wife's value, which reminds us we have Malkokos regarding how much ransom one can pay for his wife who was captured. 
So the Nubid Yiddishkeit laughed when he received a ransom note for ten times his wife's value, because he knew she was being held in a jail that was destined to be inherited by her sons as Ksubas Benin Dechrin, which reminds us Ksubas Benin Dechrin is one of the tonight Ksuba and was instituted so that a man will jump and write a large dowry for his daughter as if she were his son. It ensures that his property will be passed on to his descendants. So the Nubiti Yiddishkeit laughed when he received a ransom note for ten times his wife's value, because he knew she was being held in a jail that was destined to be inherited by her sons as Ksubas Benin Dechrin, after his father-in-law had given him the property as a dowry equal to one-tenth of his estate. Which reminds the Gemara as how much of one's possessions should be committed to the dowry. Abai and Rav both said, up until one-tenth of one's possessions. Dafnun Gimel, so the similar Dafnun Gimel is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The son who bought an extravagant Nigerian prince outfit. Nigerian prince outfit? That must be wrong, Daf Nun Gimel. The son who bought an extravagant Nigerian prince outfit from the funds he received from his mother's Ksuba's Benin Dechrin after she sold her Ksuba to her husband, which reminds us, Rava asks, Mocher Ksuba Salabal, what's the halacha? If a woman sells her Ksuba to her husband, is it more like selling it to others or to waving it for her husband? After Rava asked this, he answered his own question that it's like one who sells it to others, in which case she does not lose the Ksubas Benin Dechrin. So the son who bought an extravagant Nigerian prince outfit from the funds he received from his mother's Ksubas Benin Dechrin after she sold her Ksuba to her husband did not bury his Arusa. Which reminds us, Rav Hashanah explained the reason that one is not chayv to bury his Arusa is, for I cannot apply to her when you marry another man, you may take what is written for you. Rosh explains that the Tanai Ksuba only go into effect when she's able to marry someone else after being divorced or widowed from him. Until then, he's not obligated to her, and he does not, so to speak, inherit anything from her. Therefore, he's not hived to bury her, which is a Tanai in return for inheriting her. So the son who bought an extravagant Nigerian prince outfit from the funds he received from his mother's Ksubas Benin Dechrin after she sold her Ksuba to her husband did not bury his Arusa whom had been supported from her father's estate because he didn't want to throw his money away until he decided to take her. In the Suwin, which reminds us, Rav Chista said it's more logical that an Arusa receives support from her father's estate after Arison, since the husband has not yet decided to take her in the Suwin, he will not want to throw away his money for nothing. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our 10-question pop quiz. Number one, which stuff is Malchus regarding how much ransom one should pay for a captured wife? That's on Duff. None base. Good number two. Which stuff you learn that a man can add even mea mana onto a ksuba and we're not concerned about embarrassing those who can't increase the amount of the ksuba? That's on Duff. None dollar. Good number three. Which stuff you learn that even if one did not write a ksuba for one's wife, she still collects her ksuba since it's a tanai based in? That's on Duff. And off. Good number four. Which of the one Rav Chisa said it's more logical that an Arusa gets support from her father's estate since her chassan wouldn't want to throw away his money on her until he decides to take her in the suin. That's on Dav. Nun Gimel. Good number five. Which stuff did we learn that tonight Ksuba Ksuba dummy and Amaretus would have monies taken from her Tosefes Ksuba as well? That's on Dav. None dollar. Good number six. Which stuff we have a question if an Arus is Chayev to bury Zarusa? That's on Duff. None Gimel. Good number seven. Which stuff you why the Chachamim instituted Ksubas Benin Dechrin? That's on Duff. None base. Good number eight. Which stuff do we have Malchuk's Rav and Shmuel whether an Almana has clothing deducted from Ksuba and whether Alakit, a field hand, has his clothing deducted from his compensation? That's on Duff.
Nindog. Good number nine. What should they do if a father goes insane? Then Basin goes down to his property to provide support for his wife and his children. That's on Dav. Good. Number 10. Which type of a question whether a woman who sells her ksuba to her husband loses the ksuba's benin dechreen? That's on Dav. Nun Gimel. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.